welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. You know, the Bible is the book that is owned by more people in North America than any other single book. But what do Bible owners really know about the Bible? Well, 82% of them say that the idea that God helps those who help themselves is taken directly from the pages of the Bible. 66% say there is no absolute truth. 63% cannot name the four Gospels. 58% cannot name half or more of the Ten Commandments. 58% do not know Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount. 52% do not know that the book of Jonah is in the Bible. 48% do not know the book of Thomas is not in the Bible. 39% do not know Jesus was born in Bethlehem. 30% do not know who were the 12 apostles. Far too many people, sadly, including Christians, have the Bible in their homes, but not in their hearts. That's a tragedy. The psalmist tells us this in this tremendous psalm, the 119th Psalm, verse 162. Here's what it says. I am overjoyed at your word, like someone who finds great treasure. You see, the psalmist here called God's word a treasure chest filled with jewels of joy for the one who will mine its riches. Now, as you might know, Psalms is a Hebrew hymn book. It's a book of songs. Psalm 119 is the longest song of all. The Bible is a book that is filled with chapters. The 119th Psalm is by far the longest chapter in the Bible with 176 verses. And the entire chapter, it deals with one thing, the Word of God. I want you to see in just a portion of this tremendous chapter three key reasons that will answer the question, why should we study the Bible? Point number one, we need the Bible to guide us. Let's go back to the 119th Psalm, verse 105. Here's what it says. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now, <clears throat> we are told that the book, this book, is a lamp and it is a light. Your word is a light. You see, the psalmist here is talking about God's word. Now, I've told you before that men wrote this Bible, but God authored it. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, look at what it says there. Because no prophecy ever came by human will. Instead, men and women led by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. You see, I'm holding here in my hand not only a book of miracles, but a miracle book. Do you know that the Bible's name, the, the word Bible actually means book of books. But it's not only one book. It's 66 books in one. 66 love letters from God to you and me. 
The diversity in this book is amazing. These 66 books were written by some 40 different authors living on several different continents in the nations of Palestine, Babylon, Greece, Rome, Asia Minor, and perhaps Arabia. They wrote in three different languages, Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. They are separated in time by some 16 centuries, and yet the Bible tells the same story from beginning to end. I mean, think about it. The Bible begins in a garden in paradise. There we find the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The Bible ends in the book of Revelation, again in the paradise of God, where there is also the tree of life. In Genesis, man is driven out because of his sin and forbidden to eat of the tree. And at the end, he is invited to come in and eat of the tree that he might live forever. We begin in Genesis in a garden where there was a river. We end in a paradise in Revelation where there is a river that flows from the throne of God. You find that from the beginning to the end of this book, it is all about our Lord Jesus Christ. We are told here that God's word is both a lamp and a light. It is a lamp that shows us the next step we are to take. It is a light that shows us the direction that we are to go in. The psalmist is referring to how we should live our lives. God's word is a lamp and a light that shows you where you should go and also shows you where you had better not go. Now, a lamp, in order to be effective, must be turned on. And a light, in order to be effective, must be tuned in. And so you have a choice. You can go through life stumbling in the dark or stepping by the light. The beautiful thing about the Bible is this. It is a light that never goes out. And it is a lamp that can never be extinguished. The other day I was reading an article entitled 178 Seconds to Live. The article chronicles the results of 20 pilots in a simulator. Each of the pilots were skilled aviators, but had not taken instrument training. See, as long as the weather was good, they were all experts in flight. But in this study, these pilots were placed in a simulator and asked to keep their plane under control as they flew through simulated clouds and bad weather. All 20 of the pilots lost control of their planes and crashed in an average time span of just 178 seconds. 20 pilots who were very capable at keeping a plane aloft in good weather could not survive three minutes in bad weather, even though they were seasoned pilots and had exceptional intuition, great reflexes, a lot of experience, when the rough weather hit, they lost control and they crashed. Now, you know, most of us can handle life when the conditions are good. 
But when it gets dark and the clouds and the rain and the thunder and the lightning roll in, well, we need more than just what we feel in our gut. We need more than just what we know in our mind. We need the light of the Word of God to guide us. But let me say this as well. As God teaches us in the ways we should go, as He guides us in the light, we are in turn to guide others to the light. You see, as we study this book and get guidance from God and revelation from His heart, we need to share what we have learned with others. So that means you need to find someone to teach. I believe every person ought to be not only studying the Bible, but sharing the Bible with others. Point number two, we need the Bible to grow us. Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 2, Therefore, get rid of all ill will and all deceit, pretense, envy, and slander. Instead, like a newborn baby, desire the pure milk of the word. Nourished by it, you will grow into salvation since you have tasted that the Lord is good. Now, as we all know, if a child fails to eat, it will stunt its growth. It will cause the child to lose strength. It will cause the child to become susceptible to disease and even death. And just as babies need physical food to grow and mature, we need spiritual food to grow and mature. Just as a baby goes from milk to meat, so should we, or else we will remain spiritual babies. That's why Paul said to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians, chapter 3 and verse 2, I gave you milk to drink instead of solid food because you weren't up to it yet. You see, one of the purposes of reading the Bible is to help us grow. As a matter of fact, I believe you cannot grow if you do not read the Bible. The psalmist tells us in verses 97 to 99 of the 119th Psalm, that reading the Bible gives us more wisdom and more insight than education. I love your instruction. I think about it constantly. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies because it is always with me. I have greater insight than all my teachers because I contemplate your laws. Furthermore, in verse 100... We are told that the Bible gives us more insight than experience. I have more understanding than the elders because I guard your precepts. Have you ever heard the old saying that says experience is the best teacher? Well, I guess that's not really true. The Word of God is the best teacher. The psalmist here says that someone who knows the Word of God may be young but yet will be far more than a senior adult who does not know the Word of God. Now, the Bible was not just written for information. 
The Bible was written for transformation. Here's how it happens. When the child of God reads the word of God and then sees the son of God, they are transformed by the spirit of God into the image of God for the glory of God. The purpose of Bible study is not to brag or argue or debate about what we know. The purpose of Bible study is to live righteous, godly lives. It's a tragedy to hold such a transforming book in our hands, but never take its power into our hearts. In these 66 books combined into one, the one we call the Bible, we have God's plain, legible, understandable message to the human race. You don't need a professional to decipher it. Even a five-year-old can understand it. See, the question is not whether or not God's word is readable. The question is whether or not God's word is read. I want you to think about this. An unread Bible is as worthless as an undiscovered treasure. That's why we need to read the Bible in order for us to grow. Point number three. We need the Bible to guard us. Psalm 119, verse 110. Though the wicked have set a trap for me, I will not stray from your precepts. You see, the psalmist here tells us that if we will obey this book, we will not fall into the snares that the wicked have laid out for us. Now, this world is full of traps for the righteous. Satan has landmines of sin laid out everywhere. That is why we must not only see the light from the word of God, we must follow the light. There are two tremendous verses at the very beginning of this psalm. Uh, verse 9 <clears throat> tells us this. How can young people keep their paths pure? By guarding them according to what you've said. And then verse 11 says, I keep your word close in my heart so that I won't sin against you. Someone once said, read the Bible to be safe, believe it to be wise, practice it to be holy. The psalmist goes on to say in verse 133, keep my steps steady by your word. Don't let any sin rule me. You see, if you will allow God's word to direct your steps, no iniquity will have dominion over you. For you will never be in the wrong place, at the wrong time, with the wrong person, doing the wrong thing. So let me share with you not only why we should study the Bible, but how to study the Bible. First of all, you should study the Bible continuously. That is, you are to read all of it. Not just the New Testament. Read the Old Testament also. Why? Because all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Then... Study the Bible 
consistently. That means study it daily. Remember this phrase, either the Bible will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the Bible. Study the Bible confidently. You know, the psalmist says in the 119th Psalm, 18th verse, Open my eyes so I can examine the wonders of your instruction. We ought to read this Bible believing that God will speak to us and show us His truth and guide us in the right path. Finally, we should study the Bible conformingly. And that is, we've got to obey what it is we've learned and put what we've learned into practice. You know, it's, if, it's as if God has this form of truth for us. It's called the Bible, His Word. If we pour our soft heart and surrender our life into that form, God will see to it that that form, that, that, that heart, that that life takes the shape of his word and his truth. And he will see to it that we become just like him. Now, let me say one last thing. There is one major difference between the Bible and every other book that has ever been written. And this is it. In order to understand the Bible, you must know the author. Now, that is not true of any other book. You can understand any other book. You can read that book without knowing the author, but you cannot understand this book if you don't know the author. The thing that you must do with this book is you've got to get from the page to the person of whom the pages are all about. You know, Jesus one time said to the Pharisees in John chapter 5, beginning at verse 39, he said, You examine the scriptures, since you think that in them you have eternal life. They also testify about me, yet you don't want to come to me so that you can have life. When you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ through the pages of this book, it is incredible what will happen to you. A great Bible teacher recently received a letter from a woman, and this is what she wrote. I'm a 27-year-old female. When I was 14, I began to experience depression so frequently. I was not a Christian, nor was I raised by Christian parents. My depression continued as I grew older, and as a result, it became worse and worse as time passed. I became a chronic suicide case. When I was 20, I went to a psychiatrist who diagnosed me to be manic depressive. He put me on lithium and told me that I would be on this for the rest of my life. The drug therapy kept me from going into severe suicidal depression. However, the deep feelings of depression and despair were still a reality. I finally came so low that there was nowhere to turn but to the Lord. I heard that the Christian life, she says, was supposed to be the only way to live, but God was not real to me. I decided that I was going to seek God with my whole heart. Then, if I found this to be nothing but an empty endeavor, then I was going to give up living. 
I fed myself upon the tapes of Bible teaching. The Lord began his work in me through his word. The Holy Spirit showed me exactly what the problem was and what I needed to do about it. My problem was sin, a heart that would not forgive, and it was making me bitter. I turned to the Lord and asked him to help me, to help me forgive. I continued in the word diligently, and the transformation process took place. The Lord delivered me from this depressive illness. The memorizing of scripture is renewing my mind. This is the only key, she writes, for anyone suffering emotional problems because it is the living word of God. It is the supernatural power to transform anyone's life and mind. No doctor, no drugs can do what the Bible has done for me in changing my life. And then she added a P.S. By the way, I've been off all medication for three years. You see, obedience is the key. That's why we ought to study the Bible. It will change us from the inside out and it will change us from the outside in. And it will help us be all that God wants us to be. Let's pray. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you for all of the blessings you give us. Thank you for the love letters contained in the 66 books of the Bible. Father, I pray that if anyone does not know Jesus, has not committed to studying his word, may they do so right now. And may they experience the transformation that only you can provide. Bless each and every viewer, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to that time in our program where we have our special offer. Every program, we like to offer you a resource to help you, and uh, today is no exception. Just before we get to that, I want to remind you that uh, we do our best to get those offers out to you in a timely manner, and sometimes some folks fall through the cracks. We don't do that intentionally, but it happens. We, we run through a network of volunteers, and so it can happen. So if you've requested an offer in the past and it hasn't arrived, send me an email, bill at l4ltv.com. Tell me what offer it was, and I'll do my best to get that offer out to you. Sometimes the offers run out, they get back ordered, sometimes they're discontinued, and so what we'll do in that case is send you a replacement offer, something that is comparable, and I hope you'll understand that and accept that gift. Um, also, when you call, those of you that choose to call in, if you get the answering machine, the answering service, I guess it is, um, leave on the voicemail your name and your mailing address. That makes it way easier for us then to get, that in, get these offers out to you as quickly as possible, okay? Uh, this week's offer, we've been talking about the Bible, is a wonderful book. It's, it's, 
it's not a new book. It's been around for a while. I think we've offered it before, but it's a, we always get positive response on this. It is called Your Bible and You. You think the Bible is dry, outdated? You will be surprised when you read Your Bible and You. The richest, the resources that are available within God's love letters to humanity. We'd love for you to have this book as a gift from Lessons for Living Television. No obligation whatsoever on your part. It'll arrive in your home postage paid. If you'd like to receive it, pay close attention to the information we're going to provide you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living Television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living Television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you could order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you being with us. We appreciate the words of encouragement that you send us. We appreciate those that are praying for us and for our ministry. Uh, so before we go, I want to remind you of a couple of things. One is the website, l4ltv.com. On the website, you can check out the previous programs tab. All of our previous programs are listed there. You can go on the live appearances tab, find out where I may be appearing live or where we'll have like a live streaming broadcast that you can watch. There's an archived sermons page that has all kinds of messages dealing with interesting topics that you know, what happens to us when we die? Who or what is 666? Why do bad things happen to good people? They're all there. There's a, there's a video presentation and there's a handout you can download and complete. You can also go to the Donate Today tab and if you feel so inclined to send a donation to help keep this ministry on the air. Every penny that comes in is recommitted to paying for airtime, studio time, the gifts we send out. Not a penny comes to myself or my family. Um, I am on Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. If you follow me on Instagram, every morning, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I put out a one-minute devotional video. If you'd like to have access to that, follow me on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like our Facebook page, download an audio version of this program on SoundCloud. Lots of different ways you can stay connected with us in between our broadcasts. One last thing before we go, missionnowcanada.com. That's the branch of our ministry that does overseas humanitarian work. Check out that website, missionnowcanada.com. And maybe you want to join us on an upcoming mission trip. We are all out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. 
We hope to do this again next time. Look forward to seeing you here. God bless you. We'll see you then.